Aloha, people of God. This is your brother, Mike Dillard, coming at you live and direct from Honolulu, Hawaii. Welcome to Fully Submitted with Brother Mike. Man, what a day, what a day, what a day. The Lord God is amazing. He is still blessing. I want to tell you that the Lord is still amazing and that he is still in the business of blessing. Man, I have recently seen some things that the Holy Spirit did in my life. And let me tell you, I was thoroughly blown away, thoroughly in awe, thoroughly grateful. Yes, the tears were there. The prayers were there. The singing was there. You know, I needed some Kleenex. Like, hey, hey, God is that good, the Bible says. One thing that he does is to keep men in awe of him. Even the, the toughest of, of tough guys and the, the hardest of hard knocks. When you come face to face with the Lord, guess what? You're going to bow that knee, homie. You're going to bow that knee, sis. That's it. Right? I don't care how, how strong you think you are. When you stand in the presence of your God and you understand that, hey, he just moved on your behalf and that you know you would have been destroyed if it was not for God, even if, even if, even if you didn't even ask him to help you do X, Y, or Z, come on now, you're going to shed some tears. And I will not front on, on the Lord. I won't front and act like he's not that good and he hasn't been that kind, that good. Oh, I just got to say, y'all ain't even getting a title yet. God is just that good. You know, there's good and then there's that good. I don't say too good. I, I, I hear some people say, oh, God, you just too good to me. I, I don't say that because to me, that's indicative. Like, you know what? You should stop being good to me. So I never say, God, you're too good to me. Like that's if somebody paid you for to, uh, to do a particular job and they paid you so much you say oh, oh, oh hey hey that's that's too much money that's too much money in other words you know you paid me too much maybe you made a mistake here that's too much don't pay me that much money i, I don't even know if i can take it yeah you know i i, I eh. and not, not that i deserve anything from the lord nor do any of us but i just want to be clear in my language right because you know, language has power, right? So the Lord is so good to me. He's been so good to me. Wow, so good. I just had to come on and do that little soliloquy for you, Lord, because you are that good. You are so good and so amazing. And so brothers and sisters, just to encourage you, man, if you're going through, if you are going through, I want you to know that the Lord knows you are going through and rest assured you are not going through it alone. Man, I had such a rough time this last week. Uh, uh, the last week to two weeks, so rough. I was under attack constantly, constantly, constantly. You hear what I'm saying? And it seemed like I was going through it by myself. Oh, it was so hard. I'm on the other side now so I can rejoice and, and sing and dance and praise. But when I was going through it, your boy, your boy was going through it. But then I got, you know, a, a good friend and sister of mine reached out to me and let me know, hey, what is going on with you? Man, I ain't getting no sleep. I ain't getting no rest. I can't. What is going on with you? And I didn't front. You know, sometimes we, we might tend to front and you may want to act prideful and strong. Oh, I'm good. I, I'm all good. Nothing's going on. 
man, I learned a long time ago. Listen, if the Lord is using somebody to help you and their gift of discernment is, is, is ringing and saying something is wrong, don't lie because that's really what you're doing. Don't lie to them and be prideful and say, uh, nah, I'm good. I'm good. Don't do that. Right. Because then the next time they may not be praying for you because they may say, oh, you know, I thought the last time something was going on with, with Mike. But no, he actually said he was good. It must. I must have been making it up myself. See, don't do that. Don't don't screw around with people's mindset and their and their their discernment. Right. If God has laid you on somebody's heart and they told you that they've been praying for you, man, you need to let them know, sis, you need to let them know. Yes, I was going through it. Without going into all the details, I didn't go into all the details with, with this sister. I just said, yeah, you know what? Yeah, I was going through it for like the last two weeks for real. And these last two days, because she mentioned specifically the last two days, I said the last two days was really hard. But on the tail end of that, I came out and, you know, you know, I made some decisions on how I'm going to work with the Lord and to, to, you know, increase my focus on him and blah, blah, blah. And, you know, and that way the sister was blessed, too, because, you know, then I understood, oh, the Lord was using you to cover me like you was getting some of what I got and what I got was bad enough. So, man, can you imagine you know, the thought occurred to me? Could I imagine what I would have gotten if he didn't have that sister interceding for me? Oh, ho, ho. then I have to say, like, oh, sis, are you OK? Like, what's going on? Are you OK? She said, I'm, I'm good. I was shaking, but I'm good now. Right. I'm good. I'll be OK. Right. So anyway, I just wanted to just wanted to uh, put that out there. God is just so good. And he's been that good to me and to my family to this day. And 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 be encouraged because he's been that good to you. And he's been so good to you and to your family. If you just stop and just remember and just think a little bit, you'll see like, wow, you know what he's saying is true. He's on point. Right. It's true. And then you can give God praise instead of believing the devil's lies and like it's just you and it all by yourself and nobody is helping you and oh where is the lord in this and that no the lord baby let me tell you the lord is right there with you <laughs> he's right there with you in the midst if you belong to the lord then you have his spirit you are sealed with the holy ghost amen sealed the bible says sealed 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 you are his and he knows now he would know he's god almighty the lord is god almighty amen father is god almighty amen right so they you know they would know what's going on with you even without holy ghost being on the inside of you but how much more holy ghost who is also god lives on the inside of you by the will of Father, I read that the other day, right? By the will of Father, it was Father's will that the Holy Spirit, that Holy Spirit lives inside your heart, inside my heart, right? He gonna know what's going on with you. You ain't never alone. You might be alone physically, right? But you're never really alone because Holy Spirit lives inside of you all the time. You are never truly alone, never not to mention, you have at least one angel of God, one angel of the Lord that is with you. I don't know how many, but, but I know you have at least one. I know you have at least one. So trust and believe you are never truly alone, even though it may look like it, even though you may feel like it, even though your mind may be telling you you're all alone. You're all alone, all alone, which is going to trigger 
some type of emotional feeling in you that is not going to be a positive response okay amen so anyway I'm kind of on a rant right now, a good rant, but God is that good. God is so good. And I want to encourage you because I know he's been good to me. And I want to remind you that he has been that good and so good to you, even despite the circumstances, right? You may have had years and years and years and years of, of challenging circumstances, which I did. But you know what? He was there in the midst. He was there. He was there the entire time. He was there. Sometimes we get it twisted and say, well, if 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 the Lord was there, then why did this, that and the other happen? That's that's the wrong question. That's the wrong question to ask. Right. Definitely the wrong question. Lord, why would you show a sinner like me grace? Right. Why are you so faithful to me? That you would show up, that you would give me breath, that you would feed me, that you would clothe me, that you would house me, that you would look out for me, that you would give your son, daddy, father, I call him daddy, you can call him dad, father, daddy, right? Uh, that you would give your son for me, that you would place the spirit of your son in me, that you would give me your word that I can stand on and I can get refreshed every day. God, why are you so good to me? God, why do you love me the way that you love me? Ha ha. See, that is the right question. See, the right question is going to always point you in the right direction. The right direction is we need to be looking towards God. So if you're asking yourself a question, you'll know it's the wrong direct the wrong question because it's going to point you in the wrong direction. If it's making you look at God uh, and question God like God wasn't there or God did something wrong, you are asking the wrong question. You're asking the wrong question. If that question makes you look to the Lord and you're grateful and you realize that God has been so good to you, that God has been that good to you, and it makes you question and say, God, why would you love me? A lowly person like me, God, why, why, why? See, that is the right question. The right question will evoke and provoke and invoke the right type of response. Amen. And that's what it's all about. Now, let me get to <laughs> what I what I originally thought I was coming on here to uh, talk about. Which I'm going to get on right now and talk about this, right? Amen. The title of this is called One Never Knows Do One. One Never Knows Do One. Okay. And I believe that's from a, a very famous uh, Broadway play. I think it's like Ain't Misbehaving or something like that, right? But at any rate, the point of the matter is this. You never know what God is going to do. You never know what the Lord is going to do. Right? You just never know. And this is why you always, I always say I'm not a gambling man. I'm not a gambling man. But if I was, I put my money on the Lord. I would put my money on Jesus every time. Why? Because he's God, right? He's the only one that knows everything. He's the only one that has all the resources. He's the only one that can help you 
in your life, really and truly. It's God. So if, if I'm going to gamble, then I'm going to gamble with the Lord. That's the best investment I can make. Now, the scripture says in Joel, some people say Joel. I know we sometimes we be trying to be a little extra on how we pronounce things. But you know what? Maybe it is Joel. I don't know. Some churches, usually churches, some black people in them. I will hear people say Joel. Right. And everyone's like, you mean Joel? Yes, Joel. Okay. Anyway, I digress. So in the book of Joel, <laughs> chapter two, verse 14, the scripture says, this is King James. Who knoweth if he, God Almighty, who knoweth if he will return and repent and leave a blessing behind him, even a meat offering and a drink offering unto the Lord your God? Huh? New King James Version says, who knows if he, capital H, he, God, will turn and relent and leave a blessing behind him, a grain offering and a drink offering for the Lord your God? In other words, Man, you don't know what God is going to do. You don't know. And even if you've even if you've had a rough time, if you know, maybe you haven't been living like so righteously and so obediently, you know, the 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 thought may occur to you that you you should not even bother, don't even bother praying with God. Don't even bother praying to God because you know you ain't been living right. You know you ain't been living right. See, son, this ain't even this ain't even about the devil telling you this. Your mind will tell you this. And I know because I've been in that situation where my mind was telling me, why don't even bother? Don't even bother praying about it because you know what you've been doing. You know the sin you've been in, right? And you ain't you ain't living right. So come on now. Don't even front like you living so righteously. Don't even bother God with that. Right? Get yourself together first before you go to God, you know, and ask him anything. But the problem with that is this. The problem with that is this. Hold on, hold on. My microphone. My microphone. Hold on a second. I'm driving. I had my microphone attached to my seatbelt while I was driving. And now I just parked and I took the seatbelt off. Of course, my microphone went all over the place. But anyway, I'm back. The problem with that is this. You can't get yourself together. You can't. Let me rephrase it. You cannot get yourself enough together to justify you coming to the Lord and him doing anything on your behalf. You understand what I'm saying? The Bible says that all have sinned and have fallen short. All have sinned. The Bible says that man's righteousness is as under filthy rags. So guess what? You trying to get yourself together. It really, it's it's a mindset. It's that's for you. Okay? That's for you. That's for you to feel some type of way about it. It doesn't, it doesn't really change your standing with the Lord at all. Do you understand? At all. You could be knee deep in your sin. And in the middle of it, say, you know, Lord, and I've had this before. I had this before. Lord, what am I doing? Right? I'm gonna share this with y'all. Y'all all know, or maybe you're new to this, or maybe you don't know, but, I, you know, I used to struggle with pornography, right? Along, you know, I, I was in that for many, many years. And I remember one day I decided I wasn't going to go to church. You know, my mindset for the matter, my explanation was that, oh, I was feeling depressed. All things was going on at the time of my life. 
You know, uh, what diff? And that was the mindset. What difference does it make? I'm living in so much sin. Why even bother going to church? Number one, it don't make a difference. I'm just, I'm just being fake and phony and fronting in front of God. Anyway, why even go to church? See, I didn't go to church. The next step was, why even bother praying about it? Why you keep coming to God with the same old prayers? It doesn't mean anything because you don't really mean it. Stop bothering God with these prayers if you don't really even mean it, right? You keep sinning. You keep committing the same sin over and over again. And you keep going to God and praying the same thing over and over again. Why would you do such a thing? Stop lying to God. You're just lying to him. And that made sense to me. And you know what? So on that day, I didn't pray. I said, I'm not going to church. I'm going to go to Ala Moana Beach Park, a nice park at the beach. You know, I'm going to go and hang out and I'm going to sit on the beach. I am going to read the Bible and I'm going to take some time to journal because, man, I'm a I'm a mess. I'm, a, I'm just a mess right now. So. Right. As I'm driving. The thought occurred to me, what you need to do is go to the porn shop, go drive to the pornography shop instead. Everything in me was like, yeah, that's a great idea. Well, not everything in me because the Holy Ghost is in me. So that's not a true statement. I felt very strongly that it was a good idea to do it. One, because it was sin and it felt good. Two, I was in sin anyway. What difference did it make? Three, I was in so much sin. What difference would it make if I even prayed to God? It wouldn't make a difference. Why even bother? Don't bother. And I'm driving. I'm driving on the highway. And I know, sure enough, I know I'm driving now. My mind is locked. I'm going to that pornography shop. But you know the thought that came through? Oh, when I say God is good, you know I mean God is good. And by God, I mean the Lord Jesus Christ. By God, I mean the Father. By God, I mean Holy Ghost. So good. The thought occurred to me, and I knew this wasn't my thought. It was clear as day. The thought said, why are you acting like you have struggled so hard, right, to not sin? Because if you really didn't want to sin, you know all you have to do is call the name Jesus. Woo! It's called the name Jesus. And this will break. Oh, I heard it clear as day. I could feel my hands on the steering wheel in my own free will. I'm telling you, I could not deviate the course of that vehicle. I couldn't. My body was on lock. I was flesh jacked. I call it being flesh jacked. My flesh just hijacked me. I was flesh jacked. I had given in my will, given into my will, given into my desire. And that thing was on and popping. I was going to commit that sin because in my heart, I had already, already decided I was going to do it. But God, but God, the Holy Ghost stepped in and talked to me. Why are you acting like you struggling so hard when you know all you have to do is call on the name of Jesus and this will break. And that's what I did. I decided with the free will God gave me because men and women, we're, boys and girls, we're not automatons. We're not robots for the Lord, right? We actually have free will. 
You, if you don't want to be blessed, you don't have to be blessed. That's why he says, I set before you this day blessings and curses, right? Life and death. Choose life. You have a choice. That is the power that God has given every human on this planet. The devil gets us to think and we get us to think that we don't have any power. But the most important power that will have, that literally will affect you eternally, is your power of choice. Your power of choice. Your power of free will. And how you respond to the Lord. Amen. I was in sin. Holy Ghost talked to me. Even though I was in sin. But what? I'm his. I belong to him. He could see on the inside that somewhere inside of me there was some sort of a struggle. But guess what? I was so weak and so gave in, just gave in. It wasn't much of a struggle. Nothing I could do in my own strength to get out of that trap. Right? I got, I, I say flesh jack, but really I got, I got hijacked by the devil, right? His demons attacked me and I was in a weak place. I was already in a weak place. They attacked me. I was in an even weaker place, an even weaker state, right? And then I was like, yeah, I'm going to go ahead and do this. There's nothing I could do. I don't have help from Jesus. I don't got no backup because I'm living in sin anyway. What difference does it make? It don't make no difference. Why even bother? But the Holy Ghost showed up and told me why. You know, well, he didn't tell me why, but he let me know like, no, God cares about you. Well, how did I know that? Because Holy Ghost is God. And if God didn't care about me because I was in sin and I had been living so much sin, why oh why would he come and tell me what he told me? Because he loves me. Because he was there for me. Right? He was waiting for me to ask for help. That's how it's set up. But I didn't ask for help. But he came and told me, Oh, you know, all you have to do is say the name of Jesus. Not some big fancy prayer. God knew I wasn't even in that frame of mind to pray, you know, some type of a, a, a prayer, you might listen to me pray now. And people say, oh, brother Mike can pray. He's a prayer word. Okay, yeah. But you know what? In that moment, no, that was not me. I didn't have the wherewithal to do it. So the best I could do was just say, Jesus. Just like when you have a dream, you know, we've all had those dreams before. And they're really not dreams, but we're, we're seeing in the spirit where you're having a dream and you can't move. Or you're feeling something is in, in your room. There's a presence. You can't move. Scientists can explain that scientifically. But really what's going on is you're, you're in a dream state and you're seeing in the spirit. You're being attacked and you can't move in the spirit. These things have you pinned down until you say the name of Jesus. Until you say the name of Jesus. See, once you say the name of Jesus, boom, it breaks. And you're free. You can move. You can wake up. You can cast those devil out in the name of Jesus. Get out of my house in the name of Jesus. I'm awake now, right? In the name of Jesus, get out, right? It's the same thing. There is power in the name of Jesus, right? There's power. So on that day, all I did was say, Jesus, Jesus, please help me. The second I said it, my hands were free. I immediately, it's like I got control over my body again. I veered at the last second to the uh, to the exit that would take me to the beach where I originally planned on going. Ah! 
veered off just in the nick of time, right? Thank Now I'm worshiping him as I'm going down to the beast. Thank you, God. Thank you, Jesus. Oh, God, thank you. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Father. Thank you, thank you, thank you, right? I get to the beach and what happens? As I'm walking, I come across a wallet. I picked up the wallet and guess what? It had hundreds of dollars in it. Hundreds of dollars. My mind was like, oh no. <laughs> like, oh no, this is money. And then the thought occurred to me, hey, you have money. You can drive back to the porn shop. You can go watch those movies. You, you can go back and do it. Right? But by then it was too late for the devil, right? Why? I had already called on the name of Jesus. I had already submitted myself unto the Lord and his help. So it was there was no going back on the matter. All I did was say, Lord, you see this money. You see what the devil tried to do. He tried to trick me, Lord. I'm not doing that. I'm driving to the police station. I'm turning this money in immediately. And that's what I did. Took it. To, police says, here you go. I found this wallet on the beach. There's all of this money in it. I didn't take anything. There's ID and everything. Police, here you go. Goodbye. Thank you. Out of there. Out of there. Right? Right? So, who knoweth if he will return and repent and leave a blessing behind him? Who You don't know. One never knows. Do one. One never knows. If they cry out to the Lord what the Lord is going to do, one never knows. You don't know what he's going to do. So in other words, why don't you leave a meat offering and a drink offering even unto the Lord your God? Go ahead and celebrate him. Go ahead and praise him anyway, even though you've been living in your filth, even though you've been doing whatever sin you've been doing. See, your actions or my actions, they don't minimize or diminish in any sort of way God's goodness. And God's worthiness to be praised. Do you understand that? We get it twisted. Or we live in some type of way. We're not going to praise God and give him the, the right because we're living in sin. God don't want to hear that. Hey, God deserves that anyway. Go ahead and give him that sin. And not that sin, but go ahead and give him your worship. Acknowledge the sin. Lord, I'm so sorry. I've been in sin all day. Please forgive me. You know, I did sin. Forgive me, right? But I just want to tell you, you're so good to me. You've been so good to me. You've taken care of me. You have been so good to me. God, I love you. It's hard for me to say I love you because I'm in sin. But God, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. However you say it, whatever you say, he is still worthy of that worship. Why? Because he is the Lord. Because he created all of creation. Because he is the Holy One. Because he is the one that walked it out perfectly. Lived a perfect life. Never sinned. Right? He never sinned. He's perfect. And because of that, he is able to be the high priest in the order of Melchizedek. For you, for me, he is able to be that great high priest. He is able to be that intercessor between God and man. The book of 1 John says, "You should, my brethren, you should not sin. But if you do sin, there is one, right? Jesus Christ, the mediator between God and man. See, Jesus is worthy of that praise. Always, whether you are, you know, living a righteous life 
or not, he is still worthy. So even I'm here to encourage you today. Hey, if you've been struggling, you've been having a real hard time. Maybe you've been making some sinful choices. You've been in sin, right? We ain't going to sugarcoat it, right? And maybe it seems to you. You should not worship God until you get yourself together. I'm here to tell you right now. Yeah, yeah, get that thought out of your mind. You ain't going to get yourself together. You can go to the Holy Ghost. Holy Ghost will help you get yourself together. See, that's the right thinking. Come on, right? Or if you're thinking that you've been in so much sin that you just can't even worship God and you definitely cannot even ask for his help, that is a lie from the pit of hell. Throw it out. Throw it out. Throw it out. Who knoweth if he will return and repent and leave a blessing behind him? You don't know what God is going to do. Amen? You just don't know what he's going to do. Because your mind says, well, I'm in sin. I've got curses. I've got punishment coming. And so we rightly should. But who knows if he will turn and what? Relent. Relent what? Relent on giving you punishment. Relent on allowing those curses to jack you up as fully as they could have, would have, and should have. Who knows? You don't know, right? A grain offering and a drink offering for the Lord your God. Give him that praise. Give him that worship. I'm here to tell you, it makes a difference. Now, moving on to another part of this lesson. The scripture says in Proverbs 1, right? Proverbs 1, verse 23. If you turn at my reproof, behold, I will... Let me... My voice cracked. Hold on. <laughs> I'm getting all excited and jacked. Hold on a second. Let me... Hold on, hold on. Let a brother take a drink of water here. Hold on a second. Get a drink of water right quick. Ah, uh, yeah. That's much better. Okay, okay, okay. So, the Bible says... If you turn at my reproof, in other words, if he checks you, if he rebuked you, right? Hey, if you turn at my reproof, behold, I will pour out my spirit to you. I will make my words known to you. Mm, look at that. You were sinning. I was sinning. We felt the check of the Holy Spirit on the inside. Right. In that my previous example, I was trying to check. I was trying to do something different, but I couldn't because I hadn't called on the one that really has power. The scripture says that these demons have been these spirits, these evil spirits have been given power over the flesh. So outside of Jesus, you and I don't have power to override those things. When they come on, they come. That's it. They, we're, humans aren't so powerful. We're going to. Stop some demon from taking. No, no, no. They may not possess you, but they're definitely going to oppress you, right? Without the name of Jesus, you could just forget that. Humans are very weak comparatively, right? To a fallen angel or to a demonic spirit, right? So, no. But anyway, Holy Ghost reproof me, right? Why are you acting like this and that when you know all you got to do is call on the name of Jesus? It would change the whole situation. What did I do? I turned. I repented. I did what he said to do. I called on him, Jesus, please. Jesus, Lord, help me. Right? Called him. Boom. Broke it immediately. Right? Behold, I will pour out my spirit to you. I will make my words known to you. He'll talk to you. He'll help you. 
It's like he helped me. And something else I want to encourage you is this. Listen. You know, we all want the Holy Spirit. We all want God to talk to us. It's so wonderful the times that, you know, you just have a, a word of knowledge. You just know things on the inside. And you know that God just told you something. You know, he just gave you understanding of a matter. He just told you something, right? You know, I know I'm like this, but I, I want it always to be like that. But you know what? It's not always like that. And why? Because God gave us his word. The primary way that the Lord talks to his people is in the Bible. It's in the Bible. It's in the Bible. And you might think, oh, well, you know, I'm just reading. The Bible is alive, man. It is. It is the living word of God. It is alive. It's not just an ordinary book. The book will speak to you, right? Right? The Holy Spirit will speak to you in the Bible. God is talking to you in the Bible. You can read a particular scripture a thousand times. But one time you'll read it, it'll be quickened to you and you'll get an understanding that you didn't have before. It's talking to you. It's alive. It's not just an ordinary book. You can read, uh, uh, I don't know. Uh, Huckleberry Finn or, 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 or Tom Sawyer or, you know, Wuthering Heights or some of those great classics, right? They don't talk to you. Even though people say, that book really, it really spoke to me. It spoke to my soul. <laughs> no, it didn't really speak to you. The Bible really speaks to you. It'll really talk to you and tell you things, right? I'm here to tell you. But this is why you don't minimize reading the Bible. God said he'll make his words known to you. And going back to that first scripture, which says, you never know, right? You, you never know. Maybe the Lord will turn and relent. Who knoweth if he will return and repent and leave a blessing behind him? Many of you know that my youngest daughter, Kyra, is, I also call her my miracle baby, right? Because her biological mother used drugs all nine months. And so the doctors told me, your child is going to be either brain dead or retarded because mom used narcotics all nine months. The baby basically ate narcotics all nine months. Drugs, alcohol, low levels of sleep, high levels of stress, all nine months. According to man's facts, my baby should have been brain dead or retarded or still born. In other words, dead, right? And this may be a very sensitive topic because some of you may have experienced this before in your own life where you had a child and the child was born still born. So I mean in no way to uh, to be uh, any type of uh, uncaring or, or insensitive or anything, right? Um, I was merely explaining what that means when a child is still born, right? That child is born with no life. The child is, is, is not alive, right? It's still born. Um, or brain dead or retarded. That's what the doctors told me. Uh, but what happened was one day I was out reading my Bible. I used to go to a graveyard. Some of you have heard this story before. Many of you have not. I used to go to a graveyard and pray because to me, I'm like, well, that's a very quiet, peaceful place. Like no one's going to a graveyard unless they have to go. Right. So no one's going to be there blasting music or cursing or drinking up or acting crazy. It's just not going to happen. It's a very peaceful place, which it is. So I would go to this graveyard that was by, you know, by my apartment back in the day. And I would pray and I would read the Bible. 
But on this one day, I read the scripture, right? About the prayer of faith will heal the sick. I read this scripture. I had read that scripture many, many, many times before. I never heard anything. I just read it and tried to, you know, pick it apart. Well, it means this or it means that. But see, on that day, who knows if he will turn and relent? Who knows? Right? If you've repented from your sinful lifestyle, then you have repented. Right? So who knows? He might turn and relent. He might leave a blessing in his wake for you, brother, for you, sister. You just don't know what he's going to do. I was just in the habit of reading my Bible. I committed myself to the Lord. I'm going to read the Bible. I'm going to read it daily. I can't honestly say that I read it every day. Now, it's pretty much every, almost every day. If I don't crack open the Bible, I'm going to play the scripture on my Bible app. But yeah, I'm going to do that pretty much every day, right? But on this day, I didn't know what the Lord was going to do. I had no idea. I read that scripture as I have read it so many times in the past. But on that day, I heard the Lord speak to me. Right. And he told me the devil is in your apartment. You need to go up there, kick him out, cast him out. He didn't say cast. He said kick him out, kick him out, lay hands on on your pregnant wife's stomach and I will heal your child. I heard it clear as day. Now all the other times I read the Bible, I ain't hear nothing on that scripture. But who knows? Who knows? Right? On that day, he spoke to me when I read that scripture. And so I want to encourage you. Who knows, sister? Maybe today is your day. Maybe today is your day. You open up that scripture. You open up the Bible and you hear the Lord talk to you in a way you ain't never heard him talk to you before. Who knows, brother? Maybe today is that day for you. Maybe you struggling and a thought occurred to you. I ain't going to read the Bible today. Eh, it doesn't matter. It always matters. It always matters. Maybe today is the day. Who knows? Maybe he will return and relent and leave a blessing behind him. A grain offering and a drink offering for the Lord your God. How about it? How about it? Ayakish, I challenge you. I encourage you in the name of Jesus. Give God glory today. Give him worship today. Give him praise and take time to read the Bible every day. Take time to read the Bible. Not because you're going to get a blessing, but just because, one, it's a good habit. Two, it honors the Lord. Three, it builds you up spiritually. It strengthens you. It's food. It's nourishment. You need to do it. But also, you never know. Today might be that day. Because remember, the Bible is the primary way that the Lord talks to us. So if you just standing around waiting, oh, how come I'm not hearing from the Lord? How come I'm not hearing from the Lord? How come? Well, maybe he's just looking at you like, when are you going to read the Bible? Go and pick up the Bible. You know better. Read the Bible. Right? Read the Bible. I'll talk to you in the Bible. That's what it's there for. Okay? So that is all that I wanted to share with you today. Took some twists. Took some turns. Y'all know this is a live and direct podcast. I'm finally saying it. It's a live and direct podcast. 
It's a live and dynamic podcast, right? In other words, wherever the message comes up, that's where I'm putting it down. Wherever I get it, that's where I spit it, right? So let's hit it here in the Costco parking lot. This is where it's going down. I didn't know this was going to come. I didn't know, but here it is. God's goodness poured out on you, brother and sister, today. Amen, amen. So remember, right? Remember, it always makes a difference. You're never too far away from God that your prayers don't matter to him. You're never so deeply entrenched in sin that you crying out to him is not going to make a difference. And you are never in a position to where you're going to be able to get yourself together first and then come to the Lord. If you in sin, cry out to the Lord from your sin. Don't be like, well, let me stop my sin. And, you know, I'm going to try and get myself cleaned up. Man, you ain't cleaning yourself up. Please. Your righteousness, my righteousness is as unto filthy rags before the Lord. If you in sin and you got convicted, call him. Don't be like, well, let me stop my sin first. No, call him right then and there. Lord, I'm in sin. Lord, I need help. Lord, help me stop doing this. Lord, please call him right then and there. And just like he broke it for me and helped me to turn off from the evil I was going to do, he will do the same for you. Amen. He will do it. He will do it. That's a promise. All right, man. I love y'all with the love of the Lord. Hey, remember, always submit yourself unto the Lord. Then resist the devil and he will flee from you. Until next time, aloha and be blessed. Yes. All right. Love y'all.